Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. This is Carriker and Smallman. We're talking everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Blues Booth. The Blues Booth is brought to you by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors. Boardwalk has three convenient locations, Manchester, Crestwood, or St. Peter. Or visit online at BoardwalkHardwood.com. It's time to head into the Blues booth with our friend Darren Pang. He is the analyst for Blues games on Valley Sports Midwest. And as we approach Thanksgiving, it's always good to talk to Darren Pang. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Yeah, good morning, Randy and Michelle. How are you guys doing this morning? Everything's good. I, I have a question about the Blues. Uh, we'll have multiple questions about the Blues. <laughs> and it's tough, Panger, for teams to be incredibly consistent throughout the course of a season. Most Stanley Cup champions have a lull. But here we are at Thanksgiving. Do you feel like you have your finger on the pulse of what the Blues are going to do each and every night yet? <laughs> Not quite. Um <laughs> I, you know, I, I and I, I do believe that uh, the the entire team is back to kind of relearning the schedule again. Um, you know, from the outside, it probably seems like well, they've always played 82 games, and this is the way it's always been. But you know, the last year and a half hasn't been that way at all. And last year, being in the same division, playing the same teams, uh, a, a schedule that was shortened, uh, you know, is different. So I think. I think when you ha- when you look at it, I think you do have to understand that there's going to be some ebbs and flows here, some ups and downs. Many teams are going through the same thing. I mean, you know, who would have thought that the Vegas Golden Knights didn't score a power play goal in the first ten games? I mean, they're they're like, you know, Toronto started off really poorly and expectations were high, and they're kind of flying now. The Islanders are a Stanley Cup contender. Uh, I know they had to start on the road because they're a new building. Now they've come back, and I mean, they're not even close to being a playoff team. So. I guess what I'm saying is I'm, I'm thankful that the Blues put those points in the bank at the very beginning of the season. Uh, running the tables, going 5-0, and put 10 points clean in the bank, and that was that, that's essential. So uh, in answering your question, though, Randy, i gotta, I got to be honest with you. On any given night, I, I can probably look at the beginning of game and go, okay, boy, these guys are ready. I mean, they're doing exactly what they've talked about, and that's Blues hockey. And, and then there's going to be some nights where they just – you know, maybe don't want to, maybe you're a little more stubborn and want to play a little bit of different game and then it bites them in the rear end and then they go, oh, oh, we better, we better, we better clean this thing up a little bit here and get going. Panger, I wanted to ask you about Jordan Bennington. He had lost six of his last seven starts before last night. After allowing two earlier in the first period, he was sharp after that. He made 32 saves on the night. What was the difference that you saw on him last night? Boy, I I was thinking about being in those shoes myself, and, and I was going, oh boy, uh, giving up a goal 35 seconds in when when you're right when, especially on home ice, his you know his save percentage uh, on home ice hasn't hasn't been what he would want for sure. I mean, it's not it's not his standard. So uh, that uh, to to go down early, um, and then to you know five minutes later to give up another one, and then it's two nothing. I I think the the greatest lesson or test in that one and he clearly passed it so well is that there was no panic in the game so you know when, when we scored to make it two to one and then you know, what was it two minutes and 12 seconds th- three goals I think that energy of the crowd I, I think he's a guy individually Michelle that he feeds off that he I mean you know he played five years in the minors he played three years major junior a like he, he's a, he's kind of a he's a crowd guy he's a whether it's not going well, I think he 
tends to con- turn that into a positive when it's going well. I think he just runs with it and feeds off of it. And I think last night, I think he fed off the energy of the guys in front of him scoring three goals that quickly. And, you know, I thought he covered up a lot of loose pucks. I thought he had, you know, Vegas is a very dangerous team because their defensemen, you know, they're not stationary. So, you know, when you're expecting a shot from the right point, all of a sudden the right defenseman, like maybe Alex Petrangelo, is sitting there on the right side on the goal line by you, and he's about to one-time the puck. So, I mean, they're a difficult team. I would have to think they're a very difficult team to play against because your eyes have to, your eyes and your head have to be on a swivel. So um, I like the fact that, quite frankly, he calmed down and just shut the door and, and looked like he was in total control. And what's the word, nonplussed? Yes. Based on the two goals against, that's kind of the way he was. That's the way it seemed to me that uh, that he wasn't rattled whatsoever after giving up the first two. Panger, the old Rams coach and one of our favorites, Dick Vermeil, used to tell his team, "Gentlemen, you can't ease into a street fight." And that's one thing about Bennington. He, in that situation last night, you can almost see his competitive level rise. Well, he's a competitive son of a gun, that's for sure. And uh, old Ken Hitchcock, from Dick Vermeil to Ken Hitchcock, you don't you don't uh, dip your toes in the water. You got to jump right in there. And I, you know, but the other, I mean, the other thing about about Vegas is that there weren't the familiar characters. You know, there was no Max Pacioretty and Jonathan Marsh. So those are two players that are really good shooters of the puck, like really good wrist shots. One's a righty and one's a lefty, and. And and so I think for Bennington too and the Blues, um, there's a lot of players on on the Vegas Golden Knights that they don't know anything about. I mean, there's no scouting report on Adam Brooks that was just picked up on waivers or, you know, a, uh, Jake Lecision that was a you know highly touted pick. I mean, so what I'm saying is, you know, it's not you're trying to gear up for these guys, but you don't quite know their tendencies like you would uh, Pacioretty or. Uh, uh, Alec Martinez, the defenseman, or like I said, Jonathan Marchessault and William Carlson. So uh, the Blues took advantage of a team that was obviously decimated again by by either COVID or injuries, and, and they took advantage of that as well. Uh, Darren, a good game from David Perron last night with two assists. I heard you talking about this on the broadcast last night. Even though he hasn't been finding the back of the net recently, he still finds so many ways to help his team and to impact the dynamics of the game. I I, I thought that he he willed. Not that he willed the team into that kind of fight, but I thought that he set a, a great tone. Listen, the Blues have not been a good back-checking team. I mean, you know, a lot of times pe- people blame the goalie because a goalie gives up a goal on the rush um, or a defenseman steps in from the point and, and, and takes one step and then he takes two steps and then he might take ten steps. And by the time he fires the puck, he's the top of the circles and it is a very dangerous scoring chance. I have really felt that the the bane of the Blues' existence has been their their lack of support from their forwards. And last night, I, I said on the air, I, I I don't even know if David Perron has any points, which I knew he had a couple of assists. But I said the point of it all was he could have three goals and not back check, and I, I might not have been impressed. But I was more impressed with the way he was tenacious on the puck. He set a tone coming back through the middle of the ice. I don't know how many plays he broke up where Vegas likely thought they had a good chance right in the slot. You know, 10, 15 feet out from our net, and there was number 57, David Perron, or there was number 90, Ryan O'Reilly. And, you know, you have to, you have to play the game that way. And there's a, there's a few times where the Blues are, are a skilled team. They, they can make some plays, but, you know, you've got to come back and help your defensemen. And otherwise, your defensemen are going to back in. That means your goalie can't come out and challenge, so he's backing in. And, and by the time, the, you know, the opposition shoots the puck, it's, it's, it's not just a shot from the outside now. It's a shot that's the most dangerous shot in hockey. So uh, I love the way he played last night. I, I, I thought he was absolutely terrific.
Finally, Panger, tomorrow night, the Blues in Detroit, and then Friday, an afternoon game in Chicago. I have to believe this schedule is causing havoc with the Panger Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, actually, the, the, the game tomorrow uh, in Detroit, we are actually going to stay back here and do the game. Traveling on Thanksgiving was becoming a little bit of a, a, um, a fruitless endeavor. Um, the busiest travel day in, in, in uh you know, in the world. And uh, the game on Friday is actually on a, it was supposed to be on an ABC national game. They switched that. Uh, I think they went to a Boston, New York game and the blues game is on an ESPN, maybe streaming plus game. Okay. And so we're not doing the game uh, in Chicago. So um, uh, our TV guys are going to be heading back home here and uh, we're, we are going to uh, take in some Thanksgiving. Awesome. Glad to, that you'll be able to enjoy it with your family. Always good to talk to you. Thank you very much. Have a happy Thanksgiving, and we'll talk to you next week. That sounds great, Michelle and Randy. Have a great day, and happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there.